Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thanks for joining us again this week. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is going to take a little bit of a different turn than some of our old uh, other podcasts. Uh, this title, Who Should Buy Materials? We're going to cover, there's three different types of people that can buy materials for your job. Uh, and we're going to cover that. And then we're going to talk about exactly how our general contracting company sets up who buys what and how. And why we made the choice to do it. Exactly. There's yeah. pros and cons on, on all sides of who's buying the materials. So we're going to try to sort through them. This is not a do it this way or you're going to be unsuccessful. This is a this is how we came up with that decision, and you need to figure out how you're going to do it to put it in your process. <laughs> if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we're really big on having a process. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you choose to do. Yep. Understand the variables, the pros and cons, yep. and find yourself a process of how you do and it. And you could probably argue why we could do it a little differently, but we like the way we do it, and we'll explain why. And there's pros and cons to every single way. Yeah. And we're fine with the cons of our way because of the pros that it, it provides us. So. Yep. Again, this is going to be a pick us apart episode, not a <laughs> this is how you do it episode. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, the three the three levels, the three different places yep. are the client purchasing the materials. Yep. The subcontractor or well, the middle vendor, the contractor the, the, is the, the middleman. Correct. The company. Yep. And then your your subcontractors or your labor on site that yep. is actually purchasing materials, paying for them. Yep. Who's yep. who's going and buying that light fixture that needs to go in? Is it the homeowner? Is it you or is it your sub? That's right. The, those are the three different levels. So go, going through that, having a homeowner buy it means if I'm the general contractor, I am putting together a materials list. I'm telling them this is everything we're going to need for this job. Here are all the selections. I'm going to buy the two by fours. I need you to pick out your materials and purchase them and have them to the job site by this date. They're not They're not buying sheetrock and buckets nope. of mud and all that stuff. No. Nope. But- the fit finishes, flooring, you know, the tile, all light, of that stuff. A lot of times it's light fixtures, uh, uh, plumbing fixtures, that sort of thing that they're going to purchase. Or you're giving them, we, we've seen some contractors say, okay, here's the, here's the uh, you know, uh, material order from Home Depot. Please give your credit card to buy it. And the homeowner buys the materials and you, you've put the order in. That's that's the homeowner controlling the, the purchases. Right. Right. Uh, the the next level down is that you controlling the purchases you, where you go and you're you you're letting them pick out the materials but you are doing all of the buying all of the delivering all of the material management um, making sure that things are in stock if things get delivered broken you're returning them I'm putting my own cash in front to be able to cover the cost of all those things yes or I'm invoicing the client saying hey I need a materials draw and then I'm going and buying all that stuff. But either way, I am in control. My credit card is on the swipe at Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, and then the third is our is when the subcontractor is buying materials. We we definitely don't love this this way, but the, that way is for certain companies that are set up as a larger, uh, more management company. Mm-hmm. They'll use uh, contractors as their subs, and so they say, "Okay, here's your work order. Here's everything we need for this job. Here's all the SKUs. Go out and buy it." Right. Right. Uh, and I'm going to pay my sub materials and labor. You're getting twenty thousand dollars for this job. You got to buy all the materials. You got to pay all the labor. Yep. Twenty thousand dollars to get everything done. You cover all the expenses. Yep. So those are the three different areas of, of who could buy materials and how it happens. So going into it, <clears throat> excuse me, our our company, 
our general contracting company, we have a hybrid. Um, I would say we're probably 70% of the time we are buying the materials. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably 10% of the time a homeowner buys it. Right. And 20% of the time we have a subcontractor buying it. Right. And, and we're going to explain what, what those means and how mm-hmm. we decide which mm-hmm. ones are which. Um, pros and cons of uh, the reason we decided not to have homeowners buy it. And when a homeowner wants to buy it, this is our sales pitch to them of why we should buy it. Uh, we tell them, if we create a, uh, a list for you, that's fine. If you want to go buy your light fixtures, and let, you know, you're the client. I'm the contractor, Jared. And Jared, if you want to buy your light fixture and you want to go buy your – no problem. I'm not going to charge you for those. You can go buy those. I won't have those on my quote. But you can pay whatever you want for them. That's fine. Right. I, here's my question for you, and that we, you have to say this up front. If it shows up broken, if it's not here on time, what happens then? If you order it and it shows up broken and my electrician is putting together that light fixture and it actually doesn't have pieces there, who's going to pay for my electrician's time? Who's going to contact and get that returned? Who's going to pay for my electrician's double the work because he installed one, had to take it down, and now he's installing a second one Mm -hmm. because it was broken? Who's paying for all that? If you're okay with paying for that, then you're in charge of buying it. If you don't want that headache – also, you buy the tile, right? And you bought a uh, hundred square feet of tile, and it turns out we needed a hundred and ten square feet. So I'm going to call you during your work hour and say, "You've got thirty minutes to go buy more tile and drop it off at this house because you are buying the materials, and my tile installer is sitting here uh, and he needs ten more square feet of that tile. Mm-hmm. So please go buy that and have it at the house. And if you can't, then the cost of the job has to go up because my guy has now got to leave." And he's got to come back. And your timeline of the job just extended. So when you thought we were going to be done by 4th of July so you could have the big party, we've now extended it past them because we've got a delay on the job. And we're charging you for the the delay that's caused on us because we're losing another job that was supposed to be done Mm -hmm. after you. Mm -hmm. So we lay that out to our our homeowners so they understand – why we we want to control the process. And that's, that's in the CEA. Like, that is. That is. Okay. So we will give them a list of, of selections, right? And we'll say, okay, here's everything we're going to need for your job. We actually have a Google worksheet where we share it with the client so then they can edit it and look at it and we can track who's editing what. Um, and, and who's responsible for purchasing what yes. if we have a client that does want to purchase some things. And it's going to happen. You know, I, all, all, and that's why I said 10% of the time the homeowner is doing it because with us, they'll say, hey, I, I went to this antique store and found this uh, perfect vanity that, that I want. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it. Great. No problem. I've got a budgeted amount. But my budgeted amount that I give them does not include the profit that I have built in for that materials. And we have – Profit, we call it. It's not even profit on materials. It's we build in a, a percentage markup on materials for managing because that homeowner probably isn't throwing the uh, vanity in the back of her car. I'm going to have to go pick it up. When it gets here, I'm not to move it around the job site. I'm going to have to manage and deal with it. I'm going to have to get my guys. And so there's a lot of work that's going into it, even though they're buying it. So I might on a line item say, I've got tile. I'm charging you $4,000 to install. I'll do everything demo for the tile floor. I am going, I've got a thousand dollars budgeted for materials, but in my software, I've actually got a 15% markup on it. So I've got 1250 for materials, but I'm telling my client I've got a thousand dollars for materials mm-hmm. because that's what I, uh, I, they can spend. 
I've now got another 15% that's going to be what I'm being paid for my time to go pick that material up, make returns of the material. Manage issues, problems manage that may come from all of that yeah. stuff. And yeah. so we mark it up for that because – and we tell them that. We'll say like you've got $1,000, it's 1250 for the materials, but I'm making 150 because I'm going to manage and, and ensure that if something messes up, it's on me, not you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. pay the guy for installing the light fixture twice, not you. Right. And so if I can manage that – then I'm controlling everything. We, we do it that way also because efficiency and timing, if timing is key, it, getting off a job site a week early means I've got a full week of more work than I can be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if a homeowner delays me, I could lose 10 grand because I wasn't on another job site for a week. We don't, most contractors don't calculate that time. They say, well, my six week project turned into an eight week project, turned into a 12 week project. If you're making 10 grand, in six weeks, that's pretty good. Making mm-hmm. ten grand in twelve weeks is not very good. Right. And so, looking at it that way, saying, "Okay, I I need to control the material purchasing because I want to control the clock. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's gonna be here, and I want to get my markup on it for the work I'm going to be doing uh, uh, with that material." Right. Right. So that's that's the customer side of why I don't want them to buy materials. Did I miss anything on the pros and cons of that? No, I think that's right. I I, I think you know the way that I look at this, and I, I think this is also going to play into the the subcontractor side as well. Our job as a general contractor, the way I view it, is the conductor of an orchestra. Yeah. I'm in charge of all the different pieces. I'm in control of it because I know the timing that I've got to be able to hit to make it to be a perfect you know. A, music, whatever, right? But the for the job to run smoothly, to be able to hit what I told the client, I will be done with this in twelve weeks. I can't if if I make that commitment, I can't put the responsibility of timeline on anybody else. Mm -hmm. I've got to be able to control that. And if I'm putting materials, purchasing of materials on somebody and their job was to get this chandelier and they can't get it because they had a family situation that, and, and all of a sudden it delays and all that. Now my my commitment that I told my client that's going to be 12 weeks, I'm not able to hit that. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, it, it's, it feels weird to say I'm in control of everything, but I have to be to be able to do what I tell my client I'm yeah. going to do and also be do, do right by my subcontractors. I've paid the way we pay our subcontractors is a – bulk price for the whole job mm-hmm. that they're going to be making X amount of money over six weeks, but it turned into a 12 week job. I've either got to cover them extra money. They're going to either, and if I don't, they're going to be frustrated. Right. So there's so many variables that come yep. from putting the responsibility of the execution on this job on multiple parties. Not, not only that, if I have my customer managing a lot of the purchases, it is a full-time job managing that person doing their job, mm-hmm. right? You're, I now have this homeowner or this client working for me because I'm telling them what I need when and how to get it. And no, you ordered the six-inch when we needed the eight-inch and you did this. It is just as much work, if not more, managing them and making sure it gets here and allowing them to have control of my timeline yeah. than it would be if I just handle it myself. Right. Well, but, and there's also the the other variables of that is if – if the client is ordering a special pre-hung door or they're they're ordering a vanity or a cabinet, they order that. Yeah. That's all they order. They don't know that they also need to order screws, caulking, shims, all the things that – the little ancillary things that are necessary. We get on site. There's the cabinet. There's the vanity. 
crap, now we got to go to Home Depot to pick up these extra things yep. that if I was in charge of it, I would have had a list of all those things well, and had it on site. Some, some plumbing fixtures come with hoses. Some mm-hmm. don't. There's stuff mm-hmm. like that where it's like, do I need to buy that? What's What did you order? What did you not order? Did you ask for that? You know, you bought the dishwasher. Did it did it come with a supply line? Did right. it come with a drain line? Yes or no? And, and so I got to go. So it's just a, a whole other level of management that right. you got to ask. You, I'm asking questions that I would have asked when purchasing that they didn't know they should have asked when they were purchasing. Correct. Correct. The, the, the con of this, you know, the, 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 the negative of managing it is also the positive for them, uh, for, uh, the client. The negative of managing it is I buy that light fixture and it's and I don't get all the pieces and my electrician has to pull it down and then put another one up, like, like the example I gave. Mm-hmm. I'm not covering that cost. I can't right. pass it on to the client. Correct. I don't want to pass costs on to the client. It, it, it makes them upset. It breaks mm-hmm. trust. But if I have that opportunity because they chose to do it, I'm going to. Right. Right. And so that's that's the con of doing it. But, mm-hmm. we again, we think the pros outweigh the con. Uh, it is a little more work. But like I said, I, I at the end of the day – it's the same amount, if not more, work to manage the client making those purchases. There, there's there's a much higher percentage of opportunity for there to be errors, problems, and issues that cause an additional cost to the client if they're in charge of getting materials on site and mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's a higher higher possibility for those things to happen versus if I've got it controlled. Yep. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It is going to happen, but. I have I can I can limit those things to a much smaller percentage because of the knowledge that I have. Yep. So we don't we we will give them a list and we say here are all of our builders grade or su- suggested materials. Here are the SKUs. Here's links to websites. Here's the Home Depot site. Here's the Jossen Main Vanity that we got. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. the Wayfair light fixture. This is what we we've pre-selected, or we leave it blank and say we need some selections in here. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick, you're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is the foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more. Stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. And the things that these, these are the things that are priced out in your, in your estimate. Uh-huh. Right. That way I'm not having to break down pricing on their quote. They've got a separate spreadsheet that says, okay, We've got eighteen thousand dollars worth of materials here. That's part of your quote already. Yeah. So then I've got a hundred dollar toilet that's on there. This is the skew. They want that gold toilet that has the self warming seats and a built in, uh, you know, whatever it is. It's five hundred dollars. They put the skew there, and I go look at it and I put five hundred dollars. And now at the at the end of the day, I've got a four hundred dollar change order starting on my materials extras. Right. Right. So it's it's not them telling me, oh, I want this one, and I'm losing that money. They can change the SKU. I need them to sign off on each line item mm-hmm. before I make, make the order. Mm-hmm. And so during our, our CEA, our, our client meeting, uh, the pre-con meeting, we're saying, okay, this is how it works. I need you to sign off on this stuff by this date. 
And once you do that, I'm going to go ahead and put the order in. Right. Can I buy these myself? Yes, you can. This is why I, I suggest letting us do it. And yeah. we go through all the steps of that. And creating, creating a level of accountability and expectation in the job yep. at the very beginning. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's why we try and own that side from the client. With the sub side, it's a little more cut and dry. For, for us, when we are talking with subs about running um, crews and doing labor for us, we spell out, we're going to do the estimate. We're going to do the client management. We're going to find the materials and purchase them and have them delivered. We're going to uh, deal with inspectors. I need Communication you. back and forth. Yep. We're going to do the collections. We're going to hunt down. We're going to front the money. I, you show up and do the labor and get on to the next job. Mm-hmm. That's what we divide up the jobs on, on this specific job. And you get paid some and I get paid some yeah. from this job. So And we also say in that meeting that we cover all the cost of materials. You go and pick them up for yep. us. but. You don't have to be out of pocket for that. We're going to cover it. When our uh, subs are, are, when you put your subs in charge of buying materials, they now need money up front. Mm-hmm. We pay our subs as a complete work. Right. If I'm giving them money up front, how do I know they're buying the materials with mm-hmm. that? There is so much liability in cutting a $4,000 check to a sub that might be the first time on your job, or they might have been working with you for three or four jobs, but you don't really know them. And here's a $4,000 check. I hope you buy the right materials. I hope you buy the ones that I, I the SKUs I gave you. And they don't. They never yeah. do, right? Well, and it's because their mentality going into the job is less about customer service mm-hmm. and delivering on what the client wants yep. and more about how do I maximize the money that I'm getting paid for this? That's right. I'm going to spend a little bit less on this and a little bit less on this. Nobody will ever know I'm putting particle board in instead of some real good wood or whatever it is. Yeah. And all of a sudden you, you end up with job site issues where things are, things are falling apart because yep. they, they chose a subpar material that if I was purchasing it, I would have purchased the correct thing because my focus is yep. I want my quality be, to be known by my client so that they're happy with the job. The sub is always focused on how can I maximize the amount of money I can make yep. on this. And but with what you just said, if they are, if I'm trying to maximize the quality, the quality isn't just the finish of the product; mm-hmm. it's also the experience. So, right, right. the the homeowner gave me this skew. I pass it to the sub to buy it. This is the skew we need. They put in the wrong light fixture. Now, what are we going to do? Who's handling pulling it down? That that sub has already paid and moved on. I've now got to pay someone else to come out, buy another light fixture. There's no box to return this old one at. So I've got an extra light fixture floating in my back of my truck or my storage room for the next six months, right? And then I've got to go put in the right one that was selected. The homeowner's bothered because it took an extra week to do that. I'm out of an extra $600 between the light fixture and the additional labor. And it was all because this guy tried to cut a corner and wasn't really caring about which light fixture we want. He just went to depot and picked one up. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, and I, I think I think another another big piece of uh, the the reason why we've chosen to keep the purchasing by us and not uh, minimizing the purchases mm-hmm. by the homeowner or the client and the subcontractor is because it is the the spend that we have at different big box suppliers gives us some credit benefits opportunities that we wouldn't have we and get, our credit cards and, and our credit cards yeah, yeah. and we get we, we get better better pricing on products mm-hmm. we get opportunities to do stuff we also have some really cool kickbacks once or twice a year where because we spent x amount of money we just get we just get a check cut to us for hey thanks for being a great client yep. um the if, if i'm allowing my subcontractor to purchase all the materials 
I'm missing out on that. I'm paying full price for materials. That is a place where I, the variance in materials cost goes directly to the bottom line. Yep. Right. If I, if I can save 5% just by nature of, I do a lot of business with this one big box supplier, Mm -hmm. that 5% is straight to the bottom line profit. Yep. So that's one of the big benefits of doing uh, as many and as much of the purchasing of materials and products yourself, yep. even though you've got to front that cash or, you know, do the upfront invoicing for material purchases and all that stuff. It allows you to stay in control of it and reap the benefits of uh, saving money on, on, on the cost of it and getting some perks back from those big box places. So That's right. And I mean, our credit card's two percent cash back. So every mm-hmm. time we swipe it, we're getting two percent straight cash back into our bank account. Yep. So it's it's something to where it you know when you're on a small scale, it's not that big of a deal. But again, like we talked about in last week's podcast, start setting up like a large company. So when you scale up, you're getting all these perks. Right. You're getting that relationship. We've, I mean, you, you talk about the relationship with our suppliers, Home Depot. We've got a rep that's dedicated to us that we can call any day. They will, that rep will drive to our job site and pick up materials for us if they messed up. He is actually, we, we had a major issue with some delivery. Mm-hmm. And he went and spent 10 hours of his workday sitting in a driveway waiting for a product to be delivered because it had been such an egregious problem. Mm-hmm. He said, I got you guys. I'm going to go sit on site so you don't have to. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, the super great perks that come from that. But I, I think when it, when we get back to who should make the purchases, uh, it doesn't really matter what you choose to do. Yep. It is understanding the, the different possibilities that are out there and choosing to say, okay, for me, I feel like this is the best way for my company where I'm at today. It might not be the best for where I'm going, but for today, this is the way I'm going to set it up and have a process that everybody involved, the yep. client, you, and your subs know and understand the expectation of this is how we yep. handle materials. Let me talk about the ground level, too, of, of the, the nitty-gritty of exactly how we do it. Yeah. Because what when we say we're going to buy the materials, we don't have a materials runner that is just driving all over. I mean, we've got 50, 60 open jobs right now. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't run material for them. If they needed a box of screws, we don't go buy that for them. So right. the, when we say we buy the materials... What that means is all the finishes, all of the major purchases, we'll walk the job site with our crew day one. We will get a full list of everything we want. We will put a a materials order in to be delivered on a specific day, and that is when we're going to be buying everything. Mm -hmm. From there, after we've got that initial purchase, it is our subcontractor's job to buy any other materials that they need but they buy it on our account with us doing a phone sale. Correct. So Correct. I, I made my initial front end buy uh, of maybe I, you know, all the wood needed, all the sheetrock needed, all the uh, whatever I need, or any major, you know, the cabinets and the uh, appliances I might make in a later, uh, larger purchase. Right. Um, but I, I do the front end purchase, get it all delivered. I've got everything on site. It's staged there, ready to go. Yeah. Already. Now my sub is there and he's like, oh, uh, we've, the corner bead didn't make it on, on this order. Mm-hmm. So they run to home Depot. They get all the corner bead they need. They go to the phone sale. They do a phone sale. We've got a process for phone sale. We ask four five, six questions mm-hmm. of who's there. Uh, what are they buying? Are there any food drinks or tools being mm-hmm. purchased? Mm-hmm. And if there are hang up, rerun this and call me back later. Well, as, as soon as it, I'm not being charged for that, 
Uh, did they use? Did they give you the uh, pro ID if it's Home Depot? Mm-hmm. Did they um, use you know, our coupon for the, getting a go, discount? Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, we go all through all stuff. of the questions on the phone, verifying what they what they're buying. We approve the buy, we make the purchase, and then we get emailed an, a receipt. And we mm-hmm. look at the receipt and say, okay, what did they buy? Why did they buy forty two pieces of of uh, drywall when the job needs no more than eight to ten? Right. Let me let me investigate this. So we will hold them accountable and back charge them, hit them with a, fi- a fee of 75 bucks if they're overbuying or buying something that they're not authorized Mainly to buy. Mainly unauthorized stuff. Like exactly. They threw in a skill saw yep. or a freaking Fat Max, which they always try. Four Snickers and a Coke are all of a sudden uh-huh. on there. I'm charging uh-huh. them for that. Yeah. So they make those purchases themselves uh, and, <clears throat> because we aren't going to run materials for them. They We want them to go one time a, a day to Home Depot at the most or – wherever hardware stores are going to not seven. And we coach mm-hmm. them on that. And we try to help them become better subs. Yeah. Um, but for, for the most part, we're not purchasing the materials, throwing them in our truck and driving them. Our project managers are that they are project managers, mm-hmm. not materials runners, not uh, material installers, not delivery boys. They're project managers. And I've watched, I've watched guys over and over in this industry that are the standard kind of old school contractors that, they're showing up to the job site. They're not swinging hammers, but they're the foremen or whatever you want to call themselves, right? And they pull up in their truck because their guy said, hey, I need, you know, uh, a, a two by six by 12s. I need those delivered over here. He goes to Home Depot. He gets those things. He brings them to the job site. And the guy's like, hey, by the way, I also need these screws. I need this thing. Mm-hmm. He drops those things off. He goes back to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And it's this constant. He becomes, instead of being in charge of the project, project he becomes the errand boy that's just constantly minimum wage errand boy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that eats into so much time because there's an inefficiency there. And I, I think there's a lot of people yep. that kind of default into that category because yep. it's just what is known. It feels like I'm controlling the project, yep. um, all of that stuff. But if you're not, if you cut out 10 times a week that you're running to home Depot because you've created efficiency, you can take on two more jobs. Mm-hmm which means that you're bringing in way more money, your company is on its way to being a higher successful company, all because you created some organization around the way that you spend money and purchase materials. One of the companies that came on uh, Alliance a while ago, is executive level company that where we really helped develop their processes with them, uh, they had a materials runner. Uh, and the, the materials runner was a guy that was just literally doing that going at, they they were about half the size a third of the size of our general contracting company but they still had a decent amount of jobs and so he was full-time dropping this off got to go buy this and from the there. outside looking in it, it looked, looked like efficient. that made sense and so we looked at it and we said okay his salary plus the gas you're spending mm-hmm. plus and we added every expense up we we're like you're spending eighty five thousand, close to ninety thousand dollars a year on this one material runner He's your highest paid person here. Right. What are you doing? And they're like, we're not spending that much. And like, look at the numbers. There's You're spending numbers. that much. Yeah. He doesn't they they don't he doesn't work there anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we we helped them understand this is how you get your crews to do that. This is how you manage that. But you have to be proactive in ordering things for them. You have to be proactive. And when you're reactive, there's no time for that. You need a Correct. materials runner because it's, okay, it's Wednesday. Oh, we're supposed to do a deck. Okay, go to a depot and buy all the wood we need now, mm-hmm. right? If I, if I would have ordered it on Monday, by Wednesday, I can have it delivered, and it's fine. I don't need a material runner. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's about being efficient and being proactive and planning and Gantt charting and looking at your job 
And if you can do that, you don't need a materials runner. You don't need the, the crew to be going and, and figuring that out. You're yeah. doing and it you don't them. need to be the material runner. And you're either. not doing yeah. it either. Mm-hmm. So that's how we run materials um, from start to finish. If you have any questions, if you have any disagreements, we love to hear from you. Absolutely. If there's a better way that you think mm-hmm. we should do it, I'd love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, let us know how you do it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you guys next week. See you next time. Bye.